As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Concord Quotes, a podcast that takes you through the Lutheran confessions in a year. So grab your book of Concord and join us as we begin today's reading. Today's reading will be from the Large Catechism, Article 1, Sections 248 through 264. We have exhorted, warned, and protested enough. He who will not heed or believe it may go until he learns this by experience. Yet it must be impressed upon the young that they may be careful not to follow the old lawless crowd, but keep their eyes fixed upon God's commandment, lest his wrath and punishment come upon them too. It behooves us to do no more than to instruct and reprove with God's word. But to check such open wantonness, there is need of the princes and government who themselves would have eyes and the courage to establish and maintain order in all manner of trade and commerce, lest the poor be burdened and oppressed, nor they themselves be loaded with other man's sins. Let this suffice as an explanation of what stealing is, that it may not be taken too narrowly, but made to extend as far as we have to do with our neighbors. And briefly, in summary, as in former commandments, it is herewith forbidden, in the first place, to do our neighbor any injury or wrong, in whatever manner supposable by curtailing, forestalling, and withholding his possessions and property, or even to consent or allow such a thing, but to interpose and prevent it. And, on the other hand, it is commanded that we advance and improve his possessions, and in case he suffers want, that we help, communicate, and lend, both to friends and foes. Whoever now seeks and desires good works will find here more than enough such as heartily acceptable and pleasing to God, and, in addition, are favored and crowned with excellent blessings, that we are to be richly compensated for all we do for our neighbor's good and from friendship. As King Solomon also teaches, 
Proverbs 19.17 He that hath pity upon the poor lendeth unto the Lord, and that which he hath given will he pay him again. Here, then, you have a rich Lord, who is certainly sufficient for you, and who will not suffer you to come short in anything or to want. Thus you can with a joyful conscience enjoy a hundred times more than you could scrape together with unfaithfulness and wrong. Now, whoever does not desire the blessing will find wrath and misfortune enough. The Eighth Commandment Thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Over and above our own body, spouse, and temporal possessions, we have yet another treasure, namely, honor and good report, the illustrious testimony of an upright and unsullied name and reputation, with which we cannot dispense. For it is intolerable to live among men in open shame and general contempt. Therefore God wishes the reputation, good name, and upright character of our neighbor to be taken away or diminished as little as his money and possessions, that every one may stand in his integrity before wife, children, servants, and neighbors. And in the first place, we take the plainest meaning of this commandment according to the words, Thou shalt not bear false witness, as pertaining to the public courts of justice, where a poor innocent man is accused and oppressed by false witnesses in order to be punished in his body, property, or honor. Now, this appears as if it were of little concern to us at present, but with the Jews it was quite a common and ordinary matter. For the people were organized under an excellent and regular government, and where there is still such a government, instances of this sin will not be wanting. The cause of it is that where judges, burgomasters, princes, or others in authority sit in judgment, things never fail to go according to the course of the world. Namely, men do not like to offend anybody, flatter and speak to gain favor, money, prospects, or friendship, and in consequence a poor man and his cause must be oppressed, denounced as wrong, and suffer punishment. And it is a common calamity in the world that in courts of justice there seldom preside godly men. For to be a judge requires above all things a godly man, and not only a godly, but also a wise, modest, yea, a brave and bold man. Likewise, to be a witness requires a fearless and especially a godly man. For a person who is to judge all matters rightly and carry them through with his decision will often offend good friends, relatives, neighbors, and the rich and powerful who can greatly serve or injure him. Therefore, he must be quite blind, have his eyes and ears closed, neither see nor hear, but go straight forward in everything that comes before him and decide accordingly. Therefore, this commandment is given, first of all, that every one shall help his neighbor to secure his rights and not allow them to be hindered or twisted, but shall promote and strictly maintain them, no matter whether he be judge or witness, and let it pertain to whatsoever it will. And especially is a goal set up here for our jurists that they be careful to deal truly and uprightly with every case, allowing right to remain right, and on the other hand, not perverting anything by their tricks and technical points, turning black into white and making wrong out to be right, nor glossing it over or keeping silent concerning it, irrespective of a person's money, possession, honor, or power. This is one part and the plainest sense of this commandment concerning all that takes place in court. 
Next, it extends very much further. If we are to apply it to spiritual jurisdiction or administration, here is a common occurrence that everyone bears false witness against his neighbor. For wherever there are godly preachers and Christians, they must bear this sentence before the world that they are called heretics, apostates, yea, seditious, and desperately wicked miscreants. Beside, the word of God must suffer in the most shameful and malicious manner, being persecuted, blasphemed, contradicted, perverted, and falsely cited and interpreted. But let this pass, for it is the way of the blind world, that she condemns and persecutes the truth and the children of God, and yet esteems it no sin. In the third place, what concerns us all, this commandment forbids all sins of the tongue, whereby we may injure or approach too closely to our neighbor. For to bear false witness is nothing else than a work of the tongue. Now, whatever is done with the tongue against a fellow man, God would have prohibited, whether it be false preachers with their doctrine and blasphemy, false judges and witnesses with their verdict, or outside of court by lying and evil speaking. Here belongs particularly the detestable, shameful vice of speaking behind a person's back and slandering, to which the devil spurs us on, and of which there would be much to be said. For it is a common evil plague that everyone prefers hearing evil to hearing good of his neighbor. And although we ourselves are so bad that we cannot suffer that anyone should say anything bad about us, but everyone would much rather that all the world should speak of him in terms of gold, yet we cannot bear that the best is spoken about others. This concludes today's reading. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Concord Quotes. For more quotes from the Book of Concord, like our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Concord Quotes 1530, or you can follow us on Twitter at Concord Quotes. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VGW void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.